Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.life and this is Back to Basics Sex Ed 101. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And I'm joined today by my fabulous co-host, as always, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? I'm great. How are you, Lauren? How is everybody's listeners and watchers? Hope everybody's well. I'm doing okay. All right. So today we are discussing kink and BDSM. Ooh. And yeah, I'm super excited we're going to <laughs> i mean i've been looking forward to this episode all month <laughs> so we're going to define some common terms discuss a couple of misconceptions and then we'll talk about how to introduce kink into your own sex lives Fun. So, it's gonna be spicy spicy i'm uh <laughs> we're here for it okay so what is kink and kink is a term used to describe a wide variety of activities, and it's pretty unique to each individual. In the book, The Ultimate Guide to Kink by T Tristan Tarmino, kink is defined as an all-encompassing term to describe the people, practices, and communities that move beyond traditional ideas about sex to explore the edges of eroticism. Kink is meant to include BDSM, sadomasochism, kinky sex, dominance, and submission, Role play, sex games, fantasy, fetish, and other alternative erotic expressions. And to continue that, I'm going to quote a different resource that we have called Playing Well with Others by Lee Harrington and Molina Williams. And they also suggest that kink includes voyeurism, exhibitionism, swinging, leather identity, erotic restraint, consensual non-monogamy in this definition. So... I just threw out a whole bunch of terms, but this also isn't an exhaustive list. There's <laughs> a whole bunch of different activities that fall under the kink umbrella. So if I didn't say the specific kink that you're interested in, that's okay. We're just going to do an overview today and then we'll get into some more specific things in upcoming episodes. But if you want us to discuss the specific kink that you have, please shoot us an email and we'll talk about it. So what did you think of that, of that definition, Lou? Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely broad, obviously. Um, definitely some room for dive in and mm -hmm. um, do some more exploring on that tip. But for the build up that we're trying to build, for the foundation that we're trying to achieve, I think we, we're at where we need to be for right now. <laughs> we're Excellent. building our foundation to our sex house, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, our foundation, I think, is pretty strong. I feel like every week it gets a little bit better. So yeah, we want them, we want them triple layers. We don't want no storm, no hurricane, nothing to knock this down. <laughs> Definitely. So another term that you might have heard of used interchangeably with kink is fetish, and a lot of people think that these are the same thing, but they're actually two separate terms. So. Fetishes, as described by playing well with others, is sexual arousal resulting from specific objects, situations, or individuals. Um, and according to sex therapist Deborah uh, Leno, which I'll link to this article in our show notes, fetishes typically require that the behavior or object must be present in order to obtain sexual arousal. Um, so to kind of break that down, for example, someone who has a foot fetish um, would need to be engaging with their partner's feet, like sucking on toes or maybe being stepped on, in order to climax or finish. But someone who has a foot kink would be able to climax without engaging with the feet. But having feet as part of the sexual experience would make it more pleasurable and would heighten their experience. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah because when you think about that, and it is true, people kind of use it like Lego, like it's the same thing, but it's not in there, you know, for 
the people in those both communities, you have to show, you know, respect and openness to know that there mm-hmm. is a difference with those areas. So obviously we're helping you here with research and obviously everyone can go on and dive deeper if they're into something really specific. But yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll definitely drop the links to uh, the books and articles that we're using um, in our show notes, as we always do. So you can continue that research because it's kink and BDSM and fetish is such there's such an expansive amount mm-hmm. of things to look into. So we can't cram it all into one episode. No. <laughs> we'll definitely have, we will, we will definitely, or we'll be sitting here for like 10 days. So we'll definitely have upcoming things that like go over specific kinks later on. So the next term that you might be familiar with is called BDSM, and it's an acronym used for a couple of different categories that involve exchanges of power. So the first part of the acronym BD stands for bondage slash discipline. The second part, DS, stands for dominance and submission. The third part, SM, stands for sadism or masochism, and SM also can stand for slavery mastery. BDSM is a form of kink. So when we talk about exchanges of power, there are a couple of terms for the different roles that someone can play. So the person in the uh, dominant position of power can be referred to as a dom, a dominant, or a dominatrix. And dominatrix often refers to a woman who's in that role. And then the person who's in the more submissive position is called the sub or the submissive. And there probably, there are, not probably, there are other terms for these things, but we're just, again, building the basics. And so the submissive is the person who's releasing control in this exchange. So although the dominant might tell the sub what to do during an activity, the submissive is agreeing to this power exchange and if there's an activity that they're ultimately don't want to partake in, they can set a hard limit or a forbidden activity or use a safe word. And those are words that are designed to help manage the flow of an interaction. And these help partners check in with with each other. So if the sub uses a safe word or otherwise expresses that they don't want to engage in whatever the activity is, um, that would end the exchange. Which is very important to know. (laughs) Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of discussion about communication and consent. And we have a whole episode about consent. So we encourage you to Uh listen back um, if you're interested in learning more. But let's jump into some common misconceptions about kink and BDSM. All right. So is it okay to be kinky or to have a fetish? What do you think? Of course it is. (laughs) We all have something that is just, you know, that just... I feel like honestly for to have kink and fetish is something that takes you to another level sexually. It mm-hmm. just makes whatever's happening just over the top for you. And because it's different for everyone, I think that's why sometimes we're like, oh, that's a fetish, that's a kink. Because I don't like it. Yeah, but we're not supposed to like the same things either. So yeah, that is my kink. That is mm-hmm. my fetish. Because that's what makes me feel ultimately in whatever the arena is sexually. So it's for me. Yeah, I really like <laughs> I and I would 100% agree. I like the fact that you said that like what is interpreted as kink or kinky is going to be unique to each person and what we like about kink is going to be unique to each person. Some people don't like it at all. Some people like it a lot and it's part of, you know, their entire, you know, it's like it's thoroughly 
integrated into their lives and uh, both in a sexual context, but outside of a sexual context. So yeah, there's just a wide spectrum of interest in kink and participation yeah. in kink. So, so someone, someone's kink could be that they only enjoy missionary. Someone's yeah. kink could be that they only enjoy sex in the dark. So it yeah. could be as basic as that or more advanced, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So as Lulu and I were talking about, generally, of course, being it's totally fine to be kinky or to have a fetish. Um, as long as you are exploring your kinks and fetishes with consenting partners who are sharing mutual values, you're respecting each other's boundaries, and you and your partner are not exploiting each other, then it's fine. So please feel free to like be yourself. But if you think that your kink or fetish is causing a problem in other parts of your life or maybe it's oriented towards something that's non-consensual then it could be a problem and you know lulu and i we've said this a million times we're not doctors or therapists so we mm -hmm. encourage you that if you're having you know questions about your kink seek out various professional resources so talk about it in therapy talk about it in this with a sex therapist um you could even um talk to a sex coach although uh, sex coaching is not as regulated as therapy. So like look into the credentials that the person has, but there are a lot of professionals and resources that you can reach out to in order to help you work through any issues that you're having. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So next are BDSM and kink excuses to be abusive to a partner or partners? No, because not all BDSM and not all kink are um, hurtful, as it were. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and actually, some of them enjoy it. And if they're done right, there's aftercare. So they're being mm -hmm. taken care of after. So I'm not just paddling you, paddling you, paddling you, and just leaving you with a red bottom. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you aftercare. If I take care of you, if you're my sub and I'm your dominant, I'm going to take care of you. It's going to be done properly. I'm going to check in with you. We may be doing an exchange, but people are being taken care of. If it's done properly, you're being taken care of. So it's not just this thing of you being um, mistreated, as it mm -hmm. were, in quotations. Because, again, as Laura talked about feet fetish, someone could have a feet fetish or a feet kink and just want to look at feet. Don't mm -hmm. want to touch them. Don't want to do anything. They may just want to polish your feet. They may just want to wash your feet and that's their thing. So there's no being aggressive here. There's no, you know, feeling of mistreating. Someone is taking care of your feet, but that's what's giving them pleasure. Mm -hmm. So it's not always this, we're being rough, we're tying you up, we're whipping you. It's not always that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that we see it out there, but believe me, there's levels and levels to this, like an onion. Got to keep feeling mm -hmm. the back of everybody. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There are so many different ways that kink can manifest. Definitely no. BDSM and kink are not excuses to be abusive to a partner. In fact, consent and setting boundaries and listening to your partner are incredibly crucial to kink and BDSM. Yeah. Um, and so although both of these practices involve exchanges of power, all parties must be consenting to the activities involved. And like Lula was saying, checking in so if someone is like the dumb or the dominant in the relationship it doesn't mean that they just get to do whatever they want to the sub or submissive like there's constant negotiation of power and so i just briefly want to go over some terminology that's in reference 
to that. Um, it's called The Four C's, Caring, Communication, Consent, and Caution. And we have an article about this on Tickle.life, so I'll be sure to link to that. And so caring refers to bringing an ethical point of view into BDSM. It gives importance to each person involved and their uniqueness. And through caring, you must also focus on trust and intimacy when you participate in kinky sexual activities. Communication, um, when you bring in proper communication, it will better help in creating a um, better understanding of what the participants would like to do. And since people have different limits, communication can help partners know about them beforehand. And we'll um, go over some of that when we talk about how to bring kink into your life. Yeah. Then consent. <clears throat> consent can be a little bit confusing for people to wrap their heads around. Again, we have a whole episode about that and we have resources <laughs> there too. But within uh, kink and BDSM, there are a couple of different levels to consent. The first level is surface consent, which focuses on the concept of enthusiastic consent in some ways. Yes means yes and no means no. The right. second level is scene consent. And a, a scene is uh, referring to the particular experience, sexual experience that you're having. Um, so here the focus is on discussing and negotiating the scene in detail, what's going to be happening, what you are, what you want to do, what are your hard limits, um, what maybe you would like to do. Um, and even in the middle of the scene or really any sexual experience ever, um, you can always withdraw your scent even if you're in the middle of something. And then the third level is called deep consent, which is a little bit more ambiguous. And so the partner might not necessarily have the uh, mental capacity to use a safe word. So they're, so this is where, you know, the, the people involved have a very deep form of trust with each other. They're paying attention to body language. They're paying attention to all of these different signals to ensure that um, everyone is enjoying that experience and is receiving um, the proper amount of care and negotiation. And then lastly, we have caution. So caution is emphasizing flexibility and variation. So it's a way to navigate through risk and bring in safety for different sexual practices that um, fall under kink, especially BDSM. So exercising caution when you're learning about these experiences with your partner, when you're in the activity, um, you're not just like going from zero to 60 in <laughs> one experience, especially when it's your first time trying exactly. to um, engage with these. So what do you think about the four C's? I think just um, as you were going through them, I thought about, um, you know, obviously the aftercare, um, obviously the communication and knowing that someone is not going to be doing something to you that you don't know is going to happen, that mm -hmm. there hasn't been um, a, a round table as you were discussion about it. I also think, and obviously to each his own, but I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people who do BDSM, kink, fetish, they're like, oh, they must be, you know, drunk or high or this. A lot of them are not because you want to be able to focus on what's happening. You want to that be is able such to, a great point. You know, pay attention to body language, as you mentioned, and for those cues, if they're not be able to respond, to look for those other things. And sometimes when we're impaired, we cannot do that. Mm -hmm. So they may think, because you haven't done your research and you're not in that thing that this is what's happening, but a lot of times it's not what's happening because they want to make sure that their play is safe. They have a great mm -hmm. time, but they want to be safe for it also. Now, obviously, exactly. we have those situations where it's not, but 
I believe for the most part, people who this is their lifestyle, this is what they believe in, they know what mm-hmm. to do properly and they take it very, very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot of training that, that gets involved with mm-hmm. um, kink. Like re- a lot of research is done in order to make sure that it's a healthy and safe experience for all parties. Yes. Definitely. That's such a great point. And actually, that kind of leads into, uh, or well, kind of jumping back to what we had talked about before, um, a healthy kink or BDSM relationship includes aftercare. So aftercare occurs after an encounter or a scene, and it allows both parties to, or more parties, to discuss and process what occurred during the session. And this can involve both physical and emotional intimacy in order to make sure that everyone involved in the scene was comfortable and feels connected to their partners afterwards. So as Lulu was saying, it's not that you're going through this experience where that, you know, that can alter your mental state that can put Mm -hmm. you in a, you know, a a very vulnerable situation. So you're going to need your partner to care for you afterwards and um, to help you, you know, recover both physically and emotionally from that experience. Mm -hmm. And before, you know, they also have, you know, before care, like you mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. they do yoga, they know they're going to be doing maybe some harness work and these kind of things. You know, you go ahead and you do some stretching, you you know, mentally ready, you do some meditation and all those kind of things. So um, there is a community, there are community people who just um, practice before and after care to help you get ready for those events. So, you know, if you're interested, you know, do some research on your own. We will have some research that we can share with you because we've met some people who are looking into bringing that um, to a wider um, front as far as mm-hmm. our BDSM community goes. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the suggestions from um, the books that we, that we suggested, I think, it, I think it, it comes from the ultimate guide to kink, but I'm sure it's mentioned in the, in the play with uh, partners as well. Um, if you type in like kink community and then your location, you'll probably mm-hmm. get a list of different groups that are, that make up the kink community wherever you're located. So that might be just one easy way just to kind of connect with people who probably are a little bit more experienced who will help, you know, help you learn about, you know, all the different types of things that you want to engage in. So don't be afraid of reaching out to your community um, for help. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And that leads into my last point. How should I discuss exploring kink with my partner? I mean, again, as we talked about in all our episodes, communication is is key. Knowing that um, you want to try something and even if your partner is, it's not for them, don't feel ashamed or feel um, bad about yourself. If that's something that you may want to try, maybe your partner's not ready or maybe you have to give them more research and, you know, figure out different cute ways to maybe incorporate it again. I think the best thing, let's look at a show that's showing it. Hey, what do you what do you think about this right here? Oh, it looks interesting. You think you may want to give it a try, you know? Um, take a class if they have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Buy the book and read the book together. Say, hey, I was looking at this. You want to read this chapter? I thought it was really interesting. I want to get your take on it. And, you know, take it from there. But uh, closed mouth don't get fed. So if you don't say anything or do pursue it in any way, you won't know yes or no heads or tails and you'll mm-hmm. just be here wondering what if, what if, what if, and it could be if, but you won't know because you didn't do anything to find out. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Take your time, right? Take yes. your time Yes. and don't rush it. Go at your pace, your partner's pace, your all's pace, 
and see where it goes. Don't look at what they have on a TV. Use it as a guideline. Don't use it yes. as your end-all, be-all. Because there right. are people who've been doing it for a while. They know what they're doing. And you being a beginner, don't try to go for the gusto right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's great if you're watching um, some pornography that has BDSM or kink in it um, or you know, you see it in, because it, it pops up in, in mainstream media a lot as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> but as Lulu was saying, like, that is a fantasy experience. Yeah. So, and if, if especially if it's a, a, in a porn or something, um, you know, those people have gone through safety training. Uh-huh. There's consent that you don't necessarily, exactly, and you don't necessarily see all of that on the screen. So, Make sure that you're also incorporating resources that explain all the steps <laughs> that you need to <laughs> do before engaging in these things. Because, yeah, porn is a wonderful resource, but it doesn't have all of that background context in it. Okay. So just make sure you're getting that background context before jumping into something. And so one of the things that um, we actually learned in the Light My Fire workshop so I'm, we're going to have those workshops some sometime in the future. Um, so make sure to join the Tickle.life waiting list. One of the resources that we talked about in that workshop was a, a yes, no, maybe list. And this is a list where you write out different activities that you want to discuss with your partner. And then you talk about the ones that you would be enthusiastically saying yes to, like you definitely are willing and happy to try. You talk about your maybes, which are things that you might want to try but haven't, uh, things you want to talk about, maybe do more research about before you try them. And then lastly, you talk about your nose. And these could be range from like soft nose where it's something that doesn't necessarily sound appealing to you in the moment or that you may not have interest in. But if you find out that your partner wants to try to do that, maybe it's on their yes or their maybe list, you'd be willing to potentially give that a shot in the future, but definitely not in this moment. And then that can range to your hard nose. And these would be things that you would never want to do, you don't want to be asked about, um, and you were not willing to partake in. And like through that exercise, you can explore all of the different sexual behaviors that you want to try. It's all about communication. <laughs> yes. Uh, I definitely know some no that's on my list. That's a definite. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, and, and I, can cu- I, I can cut this if this is too personal, but have you have like had experience using a yes, no, maybe list or doing something similar? We had conversations. I mean, you know, I, I practice what I preach. So we do I watch a movie. Hey, I saw this. What do you think about that? Eh, I don't know. Or yeah, maybe we can give it a try. I'll, I'm down for it. We'll see what happens. Let's look at something else and see how it goes. Let's look at the alternative way that may be. But yeah, but I know certain things. That's a no. And don't even ask and don't even think about asking. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Good. So by doing that, did you discover new things about your partner or yourself even? Yes, new things about me and my partner and us as together that we're very similar things that we do like and don't <laughs> like. That's a deal breaker that we're willing to negotiate on. So yeah, but again, if we don't have the conversation, you may never know that you and your partner really do have other similarities. You're like, oh, I didn't know you'd be down for that. I was, wasn't sure. I'm like, yeah. 
I was waiting for you to ask, <laughs> like, you know, something like this. So sometimes, you know, we get in our heads about things because we don't, no one wants to hear no, right? No one wants to mm-hmm. feel shunned about something they like, but we just don't know. So we kind of sometimes got to put ourselves out there to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I And thank you for, for sharing um, that personal no, experience yeah. because I, I think it's important to hear that people are having these conversations with their yeah. partner or partners and it's you know it's not just a guessing game like did you, will my partner like this i don't know but you will know if you talk the dark. about it <laughs> in the dark we don't know exactly <laughs> exactly so it's completely normal to have these discussions and be open and honest about your thoughts feelings and desires so uh-huh. we definitely encourage you to try a yes no maybe list just try having a discussion watch something together where you can like talk to each other about what you're seeing um anything that's going to spark that conversation so you can learn more deeply about each other absolutely so to wrap up do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye to everyone you know as we say all the time there's nothing wrong with trying to try something new trying a new avenue just you know maybe do a little research even if it's not very extensive you know try to find more things out about it you know and if your partner or partners come to you with something before you yuck their yum maybe do a little research and see like oh okay i saw it this way but i didn't know you can do it this way you know things like that be open but also know what you're going to say no to exactly you know deep down that is a no for you don't just do it for the partner because you're not going to be doing it and they're going to feel bad about the experience and it'll just Mm -hmm. be put tension and things that they don't need to be like hey listen Mm -hmm. i know you want to do this but for me it's a real hard no right now and maybe through years and through things it may change but right now if it's a hard hard no for you stand on that ground Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. don't just shift because someone else is going to feel offended because you still have to live with it in yourself exactly yeah i that's such a great point to make you know if stick to your boundaries your boundaries are your boundaries for a reason it doesn't mean you can't revisit them and maybe push them if you want to but that's (laughs) your decision to push those boundaries or to renegotiate those boundaries it should Uh not be coming from your partner pressuring you to do that exactly that's great Uh okay Ah, so that's all for this episode of Back to Basics. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please hit that follow or subscribe button to get notified when new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, please consider giving us a view wherever you're listening to our podcast. And this really helps other folks find us. So if there's a question that you'd like us to answer, please email us at podcast at tickle.life. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.